This is Lincoln A to Z. Lincoln A to Z. Lincoln A to Z. We've chosen 52 squares at random from the Lincoln A to Z street map. E and And now we have to go to all 52 and make a program about each and every one. Lincoln A to Z. Each week we'll be setting off on our trusty bikes to find a different grid. Lincoln A to Z. We could find ourselves in a leafy residential area, a bustling city street, or a completely empty field. We'll present our findings every week here on Siren FM as we uncover Lincoln one grid at a time. Lincoln A to Z. 52 grids, two men, one map, no clue. Yeah, that's right. Uh, it's uh, Lincoln A to Z here on Siren 107.3 FM and sirenonline.co.uk. Lincoln A to Z, a couple of fellas from uh, the East Midlands radio station of the year, uh, poking our business, perhaps where we shouldn't. Uh, I'm Paul Tyler, and on the other side of the desk is a man who is the roulette champion of the world. It's Johnny Hoare. Hi, Johnny. Hello there. Uh, okay, Johnny, push a button that's going to tell me where we're going this week. So, I'm John. Um, yeah, I've, um, I've been around these parts for um, uh, 20-ish years, and um, I used to consider myself as a receptionist who did a bit of writing, but now I'm a writer who does a bit of receptionist. Now we need to pick out the, the, the big drum roll. We're going to go to L9. Newland. Newland in that area, West End. Excellent. Just, yeah. just down from me. His house, knocking on his house then. Lincoln A to Z on Siren FM, L9. Uh, right, okay, Lincoln A to Z, uh, 52 grids, 52 randomly selected grids by Joe Public. Johnny and I go there, we poke our noses about, we talk into a microphone and say it how we see it. Um, if you can think of anything different, uh, then please get in touch. We'll give you the contact details in a second. Uh, but this week, we are in the grid L9. L9, Johnny, any, any ring any bells for you? Yeah, that's uh, where I live. My Hooray! house is right in that grid. Um, it's essentially the West End, uh, which is the area bound by Yarborough Road to the north. Um, you've got Carhome Road to the south and to the east. You've got the avenue and, of course, the, the West Common on the other side. So that, that whole area there, most of it is in this grid. That's true. I was thinking about this in the week. I, do, I was thinking about, and we'll come to this more in the programme later, but I've got to say it as I see it. The West End, do you think it's kind of a, it's kind of a posh title? Is it? It's kind of, you know, if you, if you were in that there London, you'd be going up west. It's kind of, you know, exciting. Is it? Do, you, do you get that? vibe Johnny I think yeah I think historically the west ends of cities were always the nice end because the factory smoke blew to the east so mm. the west was where all the the people who could afford not to live in the smoke would live Johnny if we if we paid you for this mm. uh, I'd have doubled your wage just from that <laughs> just from that comment there that's fantastic uh, okay so if you uh, live in the west end if you know anything about the west end if you pass through the west end and I'm quite interested to hear from anyone who doesn't like the west end uh, because as you're going to hear throughout the program there's a lot of love for it. And it's, it's good, you know, generally on this programme, we always look up, not down. You know, we're an entertainment programme, not uh, grubby journalists. We don't go digging through anyone's bins. Although, Johnny, next time we're out on a grid hunt, that's, that's not a good a, idea. That's yeah. not a bad yeah, idea, yeah, is it? write that down. Bin scratching. Um, but if you know anything about this, you can email us, Lincoln A to Z at sirenonline.co.uk. You can find us on the Facebook, and we're also on Twitter. Hashtag Lincoln A to Z. And all of the information is on our website. LincolnAtoZ.co.uk Okay, time now for Johnny and I to go walk about inside that L9 grid and to see what's there. And one of us didn't have to travel very far. So Lincoln A to Z set up as a, a cycling project. 
and uh, we find out we find ourselves today well not cycling anywhere because we've just we just left the producer's house opened the gate um, and here we are, a grid L9. How do you feel about living in uh, inside one of Lincoln A to Z's grids, Johnny? Do you feel special? <laughs> I guess I do, yeah. yeah. We've missed your house, haven't we? Both of your houses that you've lived in in the time we've been doing this. Uh, yeah, well, you say both my houses. They are two separate houses. I must point that out. Yeah, yeah, I'm, yeah. Not, I'm not a member of Parliament. Um, but here we, the, the West End, the West End of Lincoln. Now, uh, as someone uh, who doesn't live in this area, uh, but still is a resident of Lincoln, there's one thing this screams out at me, obviously. Obviously. Studentsville. Um, but what, what's the impact been like on this area? I don't know. I think the, the impact of it can be exaggerated a bit. I think the majority of houses around here are still you know, owned by families or elderly people or you know, private houses. Um, but there are quite a lot of student housing around here because it's, it's close to the uni. It's very convenient for the uni. And a lot of investors have, have bought up houses around here and done what investors do, you know, ripped out everything of any value from the house stuck in plastic windows and ripped out all the fireplaces and then turned them into student housing and it's it's not popular with people who live around here but i have to say for my part i generally don't really notice it very much you know we've just had freshers week and as you know i've, I've got a new baby so we were going through freshers week in october with a, a four-week-old baby that could be a recipe for disaster but actually we didn't hear a thing this year and generally the the students don't have that much of an impact i feel the only real impact is that you see you know, in, in the depths of November, in uh, you know sub-zero temperatures, people walking around in shorts and t-shirts because that's that seems to be what they do. Maybe they've they've used all their washing and mummy's not there to clean it for them anymore. But um, aside from that, I honestly don't think it makes that much of an impact. Okay, so other than other than fashion and uh, you know looking at us both today, you, you yeah. know with a with a hotbed of fashion, uh, <laughs> um, you, you know the impact on your life. Now it's, that's quite interesting because. A couple of other local residents I know around this area, and uh, well, coincidentally enough, we're actually walking past their house on West Parade now. Um, they, they've sort of said that, well, actually, the students, it is a bit of an inconvenience. And actually, this, these are people that got rid of their teenage children. And then all of a sudden, teenage children moved in completely around them. <laughs> you know, so, albeit older teenage children, but uh, they move in uh, and they bring their, I was going to say ghetto blasters, but they're not. They're, they're, they're iPod stations now, aren't they? Uh, and they'll bring their, their loud music and their partying ways uh, and their immense ability to stay up uh, all, all through the night. And that, you know, I, I do know that, that has caused some people some, some problem. But that's, I, don't, I don't know if that's any difference between that and just having problem neighbours in general. Because it's not, it's yeah. not just students that, that, that like to party, is it? Um, you know, when I, when I, I wasn't a student, uh, but I was, I was a young person. But one, once upon a time I was. And uh, uh, boy, boy, could I party. I, I could party like the best of them. Yeah, I'm going to have to say, some people around here do make quite a deal about it, going to the you know, Radio Lincolnshire and complaining every year about Freshers' Week. As a resident of the area, I'm kind of thinking, you know, shush, don't tell everyone that, because if you keep doing that, the area will get the reputation of being you know, an area only for students, and other people will, will avoid it. If there is a problem, keep quiet about it and try and just encourage more private families to move into the area. To me, it's really not that major a problem. And there are a lot of pluses to having a lot of young people around the area, a lot of creativity. Um, we're going to talk later in the show about West End Lights, which is a, um, a local kind of arts project. And the students do get involved in that. They, there are a lot of filmmakers among the students and they make films that then get shown as part of West End Lights. So there's, there's positives. It's not all negative to having a lot of you know energetic young people in the area. And I kind of like it, really. And I think... If I've got a problem with anything, it's probably the planners that they allow it to happen, which I find odd because, like most, you know, Middle England people with aspirations above my station, I watch Grand Designs every week and I see the planners on there 
going on at people about their extension being 20 centimetres too tall or the wrong colour slate or something. And they have these big arguments. So you kind of think, oh, planning must be quite strict. But then you look around this area and you see the stuff that happens without any intervention from the planners. You know, the fact that somebody can buy up a house and essentially turn it into a business by renting it out to students or rip out all the windows or, or whatever it is they want to do with no permission at all. So I, I find that odd, particularly as this is a really nice kind of historic area. You know, these are beautiful Victorian houses and they do get knocked about and they are ruined a bit. So if I'm annoyed at anyone, really, it's probably the planners and the investors rather than the students because the students have got to live somewhere. They've got a right to live somewhere just the same as anyone else. Now, actually, I mean, just as we uh, as we walk past there, you talk about creativity of of students, and I was looking through uh, through someone's window because that's what we do here. Really, we just walk around, look, peering through people's windows. If you've not got net curtains up, um, we're looking in. Uh, but in a, a display uh, outside, well, in someone's window, uh, is of some portraits and uh, some, uh, some some very nice portraits they do as well, and they're advertising their wares. Uh, that looks brilliant, doesn't it? It does, yeah, and I, don't, I, I think I said this when we were down Monks Road as well, I honestly think these areas tend to attract a certain type of person, you know, there are more creative people around these kind of areas, I think, I don't know why that is, whether creative people like Victorian houses, whether they're more likely to want to live near the city centre and that kind of thing, I, I don't know what the reason is, but it does seem that these more city centre areas attract, I, maybe I'm being unfair, maybe the suburbs are brimming full of creative people and, you know, West End Lights type things don't happen out there for, for other reasons but I don't know I, I do feel that you get a kind of you know the bohemian creative types around these areas uh, well you know Johnny I you know I live in the suburbs anyone who listens to the program uh, the live program on a Monday night regularly will know we do a feature called city suburbs uh, and in that I talk about uh, exactly what happens in the suburbs um, <laughs> And, well, let's face it, I've, I've had to be very creative uh, with that feature uh, and make things up because, you know, very little happens. But I've lived in the city um, and it was it was noisy and obtrusive. And now I live in the suburbs and I was reluctant to move to the suburbs. Uh, I do enjoy its, its peace and quiet and almost its anonymity as well. Um, I don't really know my neighbours and I don't want to. <laughs> Maybe this is something that comes with age. I don't know. I mean, you're slightly younger than me, but, you know, age is a state of mind. And maybe you're older than me in your mind. Yeah, yeah, I would, I would, out of the two of us, I would say that. I would say that I have an older mentality, uh, shall we say. But I've no, I've no problem with that either. You know, I'm, I'm, I'm quite comfortable. Uh, you just need to grow up. <laughs> the, the character uh, of some of these buildings is really rather tremendous. I mean, looking up uh, at a building on West Parade, the, uh, the third story of that, um, it's, it's like a, almost like a bell tower or something like that. For me, it reminds me of the, it reminds me of the window, uh, and the uh, Twilight fans will be in on this because I know there's a lot of them listening to the program. Um, it reminds me of the window where Bella. Have you seen the Twilight films, Johnny? I'm not a 14 year old girl, so no. Okay, well, you know, I, I am, so I did. And uh, Bella sits and sulks for around about half an hour during the second Twilight film. Uh, <laughs> while her boyfriend's away or dead or whatever, I, don't, I can't remember. And that, that window looks exactly where she would sit and sulk. Um, so if I had that house, that's where, you know, we, we all have moods. We all have mood swings, don't we? Uh, if, I, if I had that house, that's where I would go to sulk. Um, now, we've just been standing here, and if you look on our website, you'll see that every grid we go to, uh, I take a picture of Paul holding a, a sign with the grid reference on it and a big bit of paper. And for the first time ever, somebody has just asked us, what does that mean? Which I think says something about this area. Because 
<laughs> as we've been walking around here, we, for a start, we've passed a lot of people. There's, there's human life in this area. There's actual people walking around, which some of the areas we've been to, like Burton Village and places like that, you see nobody, not a soul. Um, and there's actually human beings, which for us walking around holding a microphone, you know, talking to ourselves is a little bit embarrassing sometimes. And we'd probably prefer there to be slightly fewer people around. But it shows that the streets around here are actually living streets. There's human life around here, people. And that's what I like about it. People, curious people, people will actually say to you, what's that about then? Or, you know, they'll pat your dog or they'll say hello to your baby or whatever. It's, there's actual, you know, connections happening in these streets. Right, Johnny, I don't want to feed your, your thing about windows too much, okay? But, but having moved out of a Victorian house... Uh, that had a lot of damp problems down in this down in St. Catharines this was it had a lot of damp problems but this was because it used to have lovely wooden windows you know single pane all that kind of thing and then what they do is they come in and they seal it up don't they, they seal it up with these plastic windows hard and fast and the house can't breathe no it's true and um, I mean these houses have been here for like 100 years 120 years a lot of them and everything about them just works they look beautiful they work in terms of circulation of air and all that kind of stuff and so when you start tinkering about with them and sticking these plastic windows in, I think it has a huge impact on the look of the houses. And this is why I find it staggering that planners allow it, because it has such a huge impact. The bay window on these houses is really the defining feature. And if you change that, it really does completely change the look and feel of the house. And the doors as well, that's what I really don't get. Some of these front doors are beautiful. If you look at them, they've got you know, little beaded stained glass in the windows, really beautiful patterns. And some people, particularly landlords, will just rip that out. Without a second thought, just rip it out, stick in a, a flat plastic door, and and then that's gone forever. Because who's ever going to rebuild that? Who's ever nowadays, now that carpentry and things like that are, are much more expensive and perhaps a bit harder to it's harder to find a really good carpenter. Um, nobody's ever going to rebuild those doors and replace them with things that are as beautiful as what they've they've ripped out. And that's that's really sad. I think whatever negatives there are to the area. For me, the positives far, far outweigh it. The fact that you're so close to town, the fact that everything you need is nearby. You know, I, I once, in an idle moment, wrote a list of all the stuff that's within, like, a ten-minute walk of my house. And there was basically everything you could need. You know, if I if I ever committed a terrible crime and ended up with one of those, you know, things around my ankle, the little tag things, and I was only allowed ten minutes from my house, I'd be fine. There's everything you need. And you go out to some of these suburbs and it's just houses and houses and houses and nothing else. And round here you've got shops, you've got pubs, you've got doctors, chemists, schools, everything. There's a riding school, even if you want a riding school, you can have one of those. There's a golf course if you want one of those. There's everything you could possibly need in, the, in this immediate area, and that's, that's what I like about it. And we're standing right now on the very edge of the grid, and one of the other great features of, of the West End um, is, of course, the West Common, right on your doorstep. You know, ten minutes in one direction, you're right in the city centre, stood at the Stonebow with all the hustle and bustle of town. 10 minutes in the other direction and you've got this beautiful you know green space essentially kind of the countryside right on your doorstep and it's really the best of both worlds i think so i suppose we are coming to the end now of our, our grid walk around the west end and it's pointless pointless me asking johnny if he likes the area or not he loves it obviously um and i, I that's quite nice to i think i think to you know all, all joking aside I think it's a really nice thing, you know, to, to, to love where you live um, is, 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 is nice and enviable. And uh, as we know, I'm sort of growing into the suburbs and I think sooner or later I will love it there at the minute I don't mind it there. So the question is, 
do I like it? <laughs> that's, the, that's the important thing here, I think. Do I like this area? And I do, it's got, like, like, like Johnny says, and I, don't tell him I told you this, but it has. It's got character, uh, it's, it's, it's got uh, people on its streets, and there's, there, is, there is a vibe about it. It's got something. And uh, for a city like Lincoln, um, I think that's pretty good. But of course, since we've been there, I've changed my mind, uh, as, I'm, <laughs> <laughs> as I'm free to do. Um, and I, I, I don't know. I don't know anymore. I, I, listening back to that, um, and we were just saying in the studio how peculiar it is the, the amount of time you and I spend so much time listening to ourselves recorded. Um, it, it, it's, isn't it almost too good, Johnny? Is that possible? I don't know. <laughs> I mean, I, I just think this is... We just got it right. The Victorians got streets and houses and buildings right. You know, it was that period after we'd stopped throwing all our poo out into the street mm-hmm. and before we started ruining our streets with too much tarmac. Mm-hmm. Just that golden period when we just got it perfect. And You're all too close to one another, though, aren't you? Well, that's what's, that's what's nice about it. You've got <laughs> enough space, you know. My house is fair size. It's decent enough size Ooh, as yeah, it is. Don't, you, you don't yeah. feel you close. Big house, yeah. And what's more as well, you save money on heating because you get everyone else's heating either side of you. Mm, okay. Tight wad. Okay. So. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, yeah. But, uh, people, you see, it's the people thing. You, you know how uh, you know adverse I am to, to people. Mm, <laughs> I yeah, don't yeah. Talking to them or anything like that. Um, but yeah, I mean, you say curious people. I just think, you know, nosy. I mean, I just felt when that woman asked us what we were doing, I just thought, well, why don't you mind your own business? Whereas you <laughs> find that fantastic don't you you know you, you think oh well, that's great wow hello yeah um, we all live such isolated lives nowadays it's nice when people just chat i mean i, I mean I'm, I'm not great at it when i'm when i'm walking down the street i'm just i'm thinking about other things usually and mm-hmm. i'll walk straight past people and not say hello to them not because i'm ignoring them but because i've just got my head in the clouds but yeah. um no, i like it when people make a bit of a connection but i suppose that that comes in with the advent of the mp3 player uh and your mobile your, your, your smartphone yes, your mobile yeah. phone is, is is the fact that everyone ignores each other down the street now which, do, which again yeah. you know i love <laughs> 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 it's fantastic but i think another thing that's listening back to what, what we recorded there johnny i think lincoln a to z has, has has saved you i mean we've seen what happens when you go power crazy We've seen mm. uh, your confession there that actually, I mean, you know, we're taking you out of your comfort zone there and taking you into other places because yeah. if you if you just stayed in that area, you may well commit that crime that's going to force you to have a tag on your leg. It's quite possible, yeah, yeah. No, no, that is a good thing that it's taken me out to all the bits of, of the city that I would never go to, you know, the good ones like the uh, the area around um, Booton Park Avenue where you, where you grew up, mm-hmm. which I, I like very much, the bad ones like Tritton Road, obviously. Um, but you know what? I still think that that's the best one. I still think it's the best part of Lincoln. I can't imagine ever living anywhere. Okay, Cathedral Close would be nice, but realistically, <laughs> realistically, I can't imagine living anywhere else in the city. Uh, and Cathedral, they they rent out those flats opposite Minster Yard for a very reasonable price, Johnny. Do they? Mm, they do. Mm. Anyway, um, so window fans, here's a note for window fans. Uh, <laughs> as I know, there are at least uh, two. Uh, you're one of them. Hmm. Um, more of that later in the program. We'll be talking more about Windows, and really? then I think we, we're going to need to. We're getting to the end of uh, series. So what are we on series three? three yeah. oh, crikey, series three of Lincoln A to Z. I think after series three, I think we should perhaps have a, a ban on on Windows. What PVC window? Talk, are you really? talking about Windows? I, you know, really? I think I think you've made mm. your point. Uh, somewhere, yeah. you, maybe you just want me to say yes. I agree with you. Don't you? That's mainly what I'm waiting for. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Might not happen. Lincoln A to Z on Siren FM. Find us on Twitter at Lincoln A to Z. Now, if like me, 
you like hearing about the history of an area, but you're so lazy you can't even be bothered to Google it, then you're in luck because Joe Hughes of the Lincolnshire Archive has done all the hard work so we don't have to. I've talked about this area on an earlier podcast, the history of the Western Roads into the city, their original names, how the city spread west during the 19th century when the Victorians built their terraces and villas on what had originally been fields and orchards. I've mentioned how West Parade was formerly known as Clay Lane and how this road originally went out to the clay pits and brickyards at its western end. So to avoid repeating myself, I thought I'd focus on a tiny area right at the bottom of this grid square as it has its own story to tell about a very important period in British history. I'm cheating ever so slightly as the tiny area in question is just off the grid square but I won't tell if you don't. If you've ever sat in traffic queues on Car Home Road, once known as Saxelby Road, near the junction with Newland, you might have seen an old cobbled street called Depot Street. This doesn't refer to the site of an earlier bus depot. The street was actually named after a rather austere building on the west side known as the Depot. We hold a document at the archives called the Lincoln Date Book. It's a fantastic resource for giving you a day-by-day account, almost like a diary of the city, of all sorts of occurrences from extreme weather, earthquakes, to comet sightings, murder trials, raw visits, to famous city buildings being demolished or erected or simply being hit by lightning. There's not much it doesn't cover in bite-sized pieces of the city's history. It's when you get to the late 18th century that you can start to detect in the entries a growing panic at the threat of invasion from Napoleon. On June the 7th, 1794, there was a meeting at the castle to take into consideration the best means of carrying into effect the plans recommended by government for the internal defence of the county and for the general protection of the kingdom. Hundreds and hundreds of pounds were being raised by the people of Lincolnshire and subscription at meetings, with all the major county personages like the Duke of Ancaster, the Earl of Yarborough and Lord Brownlow being present. I even found my five times great-grandmother mentioned in the middle of a parish register, contributing six pennies to the war fund. Listen to this. March 19th, 1798. Memorandum of the voluntary contributions of the few families or inhabitants of the parish of Great Carlton in the county of Lincoln toward the assistance of government in its present defence against our inveterate foes the French, who threaten us with an invasion which, should they be able to effect, would undoubtedly endanger a revolution in these kingdoms and destroy everything that as Britons we term our dearest possessions. The great and good of Lincolnshire made plans for raising voluntary militia groups to be stationed along the coast and at other strategic points of the county. This is from April 1798. Mr Secretary Dundas has written a circular to Lord's Lieutenant of Counties which directs him to immediately determine on the places of depot to which the live and dead stock are to be removed, the manner in which they are to be taken care of at such depots, the routes which they are to take and those which they are to avoid. The landing of the French in England, we are told, will be attempted about the end of the present month or early in May. General Bonaparte has pledged himself for success of the undertaking. Upwards of 500 gunboats are to be used on this occasion. 300 transports are collecting at Dunkirk, which are to be covered by a French and Dutch squadron from the mouth of the Scheldt. During 1804, the book reports that Bonaparte kept up a formidable army encamped on the coast opposite to England and repeated his threats of invasion. The English were not backward in their preparations for his reception. And so, on December the 1st of this year, Lincoln had built a military depot, forming a handsome building, capable of holding 10,000 stand of arms, completed at Lincoln on the Racecourse Road, which is Carhome Road. I've not been able to find a drawing of the building, although it is described as being quite grand in the neoclassical style of the time. The Lincolnshire Archive holds old maps from 1819 throughout the 19th century, which clearly show the building and other buildings in the compound. This depot was essentially a place of storage for arms, an arsenal which could be used to defend the city when the feared invasion came. Luckily, it never did. 
the building was sold to William Dauber in the 1830s, who built his maltings and brewery on the site, some of the buildings of which remain to this day. Look beyond those buildings next time you're queuing on Car Home Road, and when you see the old cobbles of Depot Street, picture the huge arms depot, constructed at a time when a city rallied together, faced with the very real threat of foreign invasion. Our thanks, as always, to Joe Hughes from the Lincolnshire Archives for that. Lincoln A to Z. A question of Lincoln. The, uh, the sound of Lincoln Cathedral and the cathedral bells can mean... It's time for a question of Lincoln. If you just listen closely, you can just hear in the background there. That's right, it's the boys from the Rock Train here on Siren FM. Uh, you can catch them every second and fourth Thursdays uh, between 8 and 10 p.m., giving you all your metal and heavy rock needs. Okay, question of Lincoln time, Johnny. And are you going to go first this week? Yeah, I'll go first this time. Yeah, nice uh, easy one for you this week. Jolly good. Now, we're in uh, the West End this week, mm-hmm. uh, specifically where I live. Okay. Um, so <laughs> I've got a, a, oh, no. <laughs> a question for you, which you should know, really. You've oh, been to my house quite a few times oh, no, now. No, no, no. Um, yeah, so, you know I'm not very observant. <laughs> well, yeah, yeah. But, you know, in the course of doing this programme, you become a bit more you know, conversant with architecture and that kind of thing. So it's quite simply... What year was my house built? <laughs> was it A, 1870? It doesn't say on it, does it? <laughs> no, it doesn't, actually, no. no that would be too easy. Okay. So A, 1870, Okay. B, 1890, mm-hmm. or C, 1905, 10 seconds, starting oh, now. Oh, no. 1870, uh, right, okay, well, they're all quite close together. I, I know anything. Whenever I come round to your house, I'm always too busy. Um, with Albert, your dog, your fantastic greyhound dog, and, and, and not paying any attention, I'm going to go for the middle one. Can't remember, remember what it is. You're going to go for 1890. Yes, please. You're right. Woo-hoo! That was more luck than judgment, uh, wasn't it? Yeah, of course. Yeah, I mean, there's always what 33.3 recurring on this, isn't <laughs> there? You know, which uh, you know. Hey, you're the roulette guy. <laughs> ah, doubled his money down in London. Well done. Uh, okay, right. Um, now, as you'll know. This week we're visiting the West End. We've said it enough, haven't yeah. we? I, you know, we, we should be sponsored by the West End, really. Uh, our L9 grid, and according to the West End Residents Association, at a recent Meet the Street event designed to bring students and residents together, how many turned up? Uh, was it A, 38, B, 7, or C, 120? Well, I went to that. Um, so <laughs> I should know, but the thing is, it was over several nights, so okay, well, this, I didn't this, see everybody. This was recorded over two nights. I've got the over t- taken oh, right, from the Lincoln okay. night, recorded over two nights. Quickly, Johnny. Right, I'm going to go for the, the highest number, the C. Uh, yes, you're correct. So you see, that proves everything I'm saying about the sense of community in the area. Exactly, and also it's worth noting uh, that over two nights there were free refreshments. Uh, there were, yeah, there we cake, there and, we cake and coffee, yeah. There we go, now we know why you were there. I mean, <laughs> I, I, well, actually on the subject, Johnny, why not? Did you get anything from it? Was it good? It was quite nice, yeah, yeah. It's, uh, they've done it before, and it's basically just quite simply a, a meeting of local people. There's nothing more to it. There's no big presentations or, or any big agenda to it. It's purely get a group of people who live together in a room. You've got your community police officers there. There's the old councillor turned up, and, yeah, it was nice do and a uh, nice free cake. Good stuff. Well done. Lincoln A to Z. L9. 
you now. Uh, I was recently invited to a house in the West End belonging to Nigel, Grace, uh, and their children, Ted and Josie, and a very delightful dog called Bess. Now, you'll hear from them later in the programme, uh, all about living in the West End. But around the kitchen table was Simon Fitch, creator of the West End Lights. So I asked him where the idea came from. It's, uh, it was an accident. <laughs> Perfect. It was Halloween five years ago, and my niece who lives around the corner warned me that she and some of her friends would be coming round. Um, and their expectations were high and I thought, oh no, I'm not going to get myself a pumpkin and, and carve that. I know what I'll do. I've got a DVD of a horror film. I'll project that onto the front window. So I put baking parchment up on the front window, projected that. The kids were kind of okay with it. The adults liked it even more. <laughs> and uh, a group of them said, we've got to do this. We've, got to, we've all got to do this sometime in December. So... It was the first year, and I think there were nine of us, and we all knew each other, or people knew of each other through through people. So it was a small group. It was the year when the Christmas market was cancelled because of the snow. So actually, there was no traffic in the West End, but people went out and braved the cold, slid down Houston Road, and uh, came across these wonderful illuminations which people had created. Since then, it's grown year by year. So I think this, this year we'll have 49 homes glowing in the West End. Uh, there's an emerging group also in Spalding. And there's another group in Deptford in London who are taking part across the weekend. So we're Friday, Spalding Saturday, and London is on Sunday. I mean, that must fill you with, I mean, you said they're glowing. And I, I think you should be glowing with pride because it is such a good idea. I wish I'd had it. <laughs> like all good ideas, I really wish I'd had this one. It's fantastic. So the the the, the scope for this is huge, isn't it? This this could go go and go. Well, it it keeps on on building with the numbers, but also what I find very interesting is um, we're now getting the schools involved. So some faces are doing something, but also people take the idea and they interpret it in different ways. So originally it was all about people turning the front of their windows into a cinema screen and doing film. Um, but then other people have created shadow plays. So you ring the doorbell and you're going, which shadow play would you like to pick? You can have one of four and you choose it and then you go and stand out on the street and then the music starts and a shadow play is performed for you. And then other people create light sculptures. So I know that this year we're going to have some illuminating books which will be hanging over a street somewhere in the West End. People might think, oh, it's going to be quite expensive to do. Uh, you know, with a you know, because they maybe foresee it as a projector, but it doesn't have to be like that. But yeah. also, actually, when you said the word baking parchment, there, very, very simply, you, you you can make these projections and images and move around with lights and and just take it elsewhere. And it's a great trigger, I think, as well for when we were thinking about when because we display in Johnny's house, and when we were thinking about it, it's a real trigger of ideas. You know, how are we going to do this? How are we going to approach it? Yeah, uh, I mean, the way people are, as I say, taking the idea and then each year coming up with something new. And I think for some people, the problem which they have is deciding which final idea mm. to pick on. There's, there's a family who, who live up in Cambridge Avenue, and I know they start planning in August. And I know that because when I see the film, it's summer. So, <laughs> so, so people have really taken it to their hearts. And, uh, and it's, it, it, what is nice is that it is down to lots and lots of people. So it's not down to one person. I might send out the emails and ask people to tell me what they're doing and where they're doing it. Mm. But actually, it would not be possible without those 49 different households in the West End going, what are we going to do this year? 
hey, I've seen it last year, let's give it a go. There's something about this area, isn't there, that you can germinate this idea, I think, in the West End, whereas in the suburban area I live in, I'm not so sure you could. Now, I don't want you to, to uh, talk unkindly about any other areas, but let's let, look positively at, at the West End and why that is. You know, why, why do you think that is? There, is? there is a sense of community, and I suppose we have an excuse to bump into people when you go to the common. So if you're w- walking your dog on the common, you talk to the other person's dog, and then you end up talking to, to, to the owner. Um, so I think there is a, a reason for strangers to get into conversation. There's also the fact that there are a number of, of groups. So there is the Residence Association. There are churches. There are the schools as well. So, I mean, quite often you get to know people through other people's kids as well. So there is that sense. I don't know also if because the fact you've got Car Home Road, Longleys Road and the Common it's quite clear that you know what area is the West End and when you've crossed over the West End into another area. Oh, thanks to Simon there. And I think that's a brilliant point he makes at the end there, Johnny, is, is that the West End is a very defined area, isn't it? Isn't it? Uh, the area I live, uh, sort of uh, Doddington Park, Doddo, Posh Birchwood, if you like, a lot of people say to me, where, where is that? Where is, you know, where does it start? Where does it finish? And we, I think we, we talked about that uh, on our Birchwood grid uh, when we were down that neck of the woods. But it's a, it's a very hemmed in area, isn't it, the West End? It is, yeah, and I think that's why it probably has, it has quite a villagey feel. People often describe it as a villagey feel, really? which is odd when it's right in the centre of town. But it genuinely does that 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 feeling that people move out to villages for, you know, bumping into people, people you know, you know, people going to the corner shop, that kind of thing. It it happens there, even though it's in the city. That's true. And um, I, I, also in that report, I talked. I meant the word ideas. Uh, that interview, the word ideas comes up quite a few times, and it really is a trigger of ideas. I mean, I just think about the conversations you and I have had because the last two years we've uh, say we. Yeah, we have. We've d- displayed in, in in your house, in your front window, haven't we? And uh, we've not really talked about our, our, our uh, paint video. You know, we've not hardly promoted that at all on the radio because we did that while we were between radio programmes. Uh, but last year was a, a video of me throwing paint at a wall along to uh, Blur's Song 2, wasn't it? Yeah, yeah, it's still available on YouTube. Um, uh, yeah, yeah, well, well link, <laughs> link from our Lincoln A to Z website. I will do, I absolutely will do. But um, yeah, it really is a, a kind of a creative you know, it pushes you into creativity because it gives you a deadline. That's the important thing. You've got to have it ready for that time and you yeah. can't just keep procrastinating like we normally do. <laughs> um, but um, on, on Friday night, uh, the, the West End Lights that's just happened, um, obviously me and my wife went for a, a walk around with our, with our baby. And it was it was brilliant. Loads of people out on the streets. Uh, we showed our, our Michael Reeve film, uh, Michael Reeve singing under Pelham Bridge in in my front window. Re- mm-hmm. Rear projected that onto some baking paper in the front window. Brilliant. Uh, some people did. Um, as Simon said, shadow puppets. The school um, had some flaming torches outside their front gate. Some actual flaming torches. And obviously it was, it was a very cold night, so a lot of people tend to linger around that one for quite <laughs> a long time. Excellent. Uh, brilliant. Some brilliant, brilliant ideas out there. And again, like you're going back over what we said there, but the scope of this—I mean, the, it could just be done nationally. I can just—you can just see it. You know, I could just see that the, 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 because it's such a good idea, and it is—it's a pearl, it's a gem of an idea. And uh, you know, it's, it's a way of bringing a lot of communities together. Uh, and it's, it's starting to happen. Just in the last few years, it's re- it's grown and gathered momentum uh, with, with with great force. And we we wish them absolutely all the best with it. And we'll uh, hopefully be continuing to uh, uh, display ourselves. Lincoln A to Z dot co dot UK.
Now, earlier in the programme, we heard from Simon Fitch, the creator of West End Lights. Now, also around the table uh, that night when uh, I had the pleasure of meeting Nigel, Grace, Ted and Josie and discussed living in our L9 grid area. And the conversation turned to community. I mean, it's interesting what makes a community because actually I, I work at the university and, and a lot of the uh, support and admin and finance staff and whatever, who've, many of whom have lived in England for a long time, now live in the area called the Carlton Centre, which is, yeah. you know, the new housing there. And actually, when they describe their life, particularly, you know, in the summer and having barbecues and events, whatever, they describe something quite similar to here and they have a great sense of sort of belonging. And you could imagine you could do a lights thing there if people wanted to do and you see that's that's very interesting to us because that new build area and a, a place that we don't think actually when we went there now this was our second grid so we yeah, weren't yeah. we weren't very we were new to this we were walking about the place talking into a microphone but i think johnny and i both felt it didn't look like lincoln it was uh, an area that looked for me like nottingham well, i've lived in nottingham so i can't <coughs> say that uh, but it did it looked like an area of nothing it didn't it just seems like an attachment, an add-on. Mm. And we weren't sure there'd be that sense of community. So what you're saying there is, is really interesting and probably disproves what we've already said. <laughs> well, it's maybe the people I know and maybe the fact they know each other because they all work at the same place and that's and, and they live very close to each other. So going back to the West End, I mean, it's, it's, a, it's a complex community because obviously it's got a small number of people who actually have lived here a very, very long time, but they are becoming smaller and necessarily fewer in number and then I suppose there's a kind of mid-range of people like kind of myself and a number of people we know um, who came here in the kind of 70s and 80s and that's when the houses at that time were quite 30 years isn't mid-range <laughs> 30 years is a long time I think well I think it is mid-range compared with some of the people who were who were here as children uh, and are now in their 70s and 80s that's all I meant really you know so okay so I'm beyond mid-range <laughs> but, but Part of the reason is, is the, the area was at that point quite run down. In the sense that some of the houses uh, had been um, it, it, uh, unmodernised. You know, they actually didn't have you know new wiring, or they didn't have indoor bathroom facilities and that sort of stuff. So, and there was lots of home improvement grants around the time. People came and bought houses very cheaply, got these grants to do them up. And a lot of those people then sort of stayed. But then, of course, with the advent of the university, there's now a really high percentage of the house, I can't remember where it is now, but it's now in now multiple occupation rented. So you get a community where you, some people are literally here for eight months, ten months, because that's the rental period they've had with the university, and then there's, and then as you say, okay, people like me have been here a long time. <laughs> so, uh, and I'm, I mean, I think for me, um, it's funny to realise that I've lived here a lot longer than anywhere else, you know, it's far longer than obviously where I was as a child, um, but I never, ever feel bored by it. I mean, I love just, you know, looking out on the common every single day. It's something kind of different, which is what I like about it, really. And you bring in the students there. Now, obviously, you work at the university, so yeah. you, you, I would say you would perhaps swing to the pro-student side. Well, but, I mean, there, yeah. there, there can be problems, can't there, okay. of, of bringing large numbers of, of yes. uh, young people wanting to have a good time. Let's not, yep. you know, I mean, we all want to do that. So, yeah, yeah, I'm not, there's no way of getting that. Now, Johnny, our producer, is he lives in the area and he's he's, he's very keen on it. He's, he's very rarely gets disturbed by it, no problems. However, there must be there some are. kind of problem there. Gracie and I both recognise when we've talked about this, you lived in Manchester, I lived in Durham. And if we set, set, honestly say to each other, can you in your mind's eye think of the people who were residents who lived on either side of you, what did they look like? We haven't a clue. So it's as if they were invisible. We didn't see them. Uh, and they had to suffer us. And I think that's 
that doesn't make you a bad person it's just the inevitable process so I think if you were to say to the students who lived here would you recognize the other people who live in the street they probably wouldn't actually so um, but we've had lovely engagements with the, we with have. the students. It was so, really, really nice. They've been very yeah, friendly. Absolutely. So we've, we've deliberately gone and actually, well, you've done it, and gone and done some pre-knocking and said, you know, can we take a photograph of you for the West End Lights and things? And they said, oh, will you come back tomorrow at seven because then I'll get make sure all my housemates are in. And they, they you know, assembled lovely. themselves pri- proudly in the hallway and, mm. you know, had their photograph taken. And, they, and, and it may never be a place, I mean, you know, they may be gone by next July. But at least we've got a record of them, and um, uh, and hopefully they'll feel good about being here as well. So I do feel, I, I'm aware of the fact that for some people in the West End it has been difficult. People with very young babies, and we know what it's like, you know, trying to get your children to sleep. Yeah, sure. You just get that done, and then people kind of start kind of putting on whatever mm. it is they want to at 11 o'clock or 2 yeah. in the morning yeah. in a terraced house, and it must be, must be hard, you know. Mm. But... On the odd occasion, we've actually gone and said, look, you know, midweek party is just a bit difficult. Weekend's okay, midweek. We've had apologies. People have given us chocolate, can you give us some chocolates? Wow. It's worth making a complaint. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. Excellent. Yeah. Yeah. Lovely. Windows. Let's talk windows. I know if our producer Johnny was here, he'd want to, um, which doesn't sound very appealing. And, and I'm on that side of the camp. But Johnny, what he, what Johnny sees when, when he walks around is... Uh, when people do the houses up around here for multiple PVC. occupation, PVC, that's it, that's exactly it. So it's not just Johnny, other people feel the same way. He's yeah. not a nut, basically, that's what you're saying. It, the, the period features of the property that we're in today... Ripped and, out. Yeah, and obviously you feel the same way. Well, it is, and it, but, but it, that's not just about animals, because there are other people who do the same as well, and they actually are, I don't like the look of them, but they are, they are efficient, and they certainly... Uh, you know, we'll reduce people's um, heating bills and things, don't they? So, it, you know, a lot of people do that, don't they? And, and actually to do, to take out, I mean, the old glass that was in these uh, houses, it's actually very dangerous, incredibly thin, if you ever come across one and break it, um, and, and make them very cold. So even, so if you actually want to replace that with wooden frames with double glazing, it's very expensive, isn't it? So okay, right, there we go. I promise we talk about windows. We have done. Uh, well, can I just talk about an, a, a, another window, which people may not, notice but actually it is it is one of the oldest windows in the west end um, and that's up at what is the bowlful yes. which used to be the old shop, the shop. And so so if when the lights in a certain way you can still see that it says cadbury's chocolate and yeah. that that is that is shaped into the glass so it would be a shame for things like that to to disappear mm. but you can also tell it must be really thin Glass. Oh, so double glazing yeah. would make it much warmer. Well, that's excellent. I mean, thanks for that, Simon, because that, that's what A to Z is all about. Linking A to Z is about walking around the place and, and spotting those things. We walked around, we didn't spot that. <laughs> so well done. Uh, well done. Right, so let's bring in uh, Ted and Josie. Okay, well, you're the representative young people around this uh, mm-hmm. around this table. Well done. You've got it all ahead of you. Um, so the West End, what's the West End like? I mean, you, Ted, you've never lived anywhere else, is that right? No. Okay, so what do you think? Then be honest. Well, don't be, you know, don't let have any peer pressure. I think you. the advantage is that you don't have to walk more than 10 minutes and you've got two schools, which can lead you up until you go to a secondary school. So I think that helps in the, in the sense that if everybody else is walking around 10 minutes, you get to know everybody on the way. 
So I've got friends that live next door, down the road, up the road, and it makes kind of it easier to make that transition from junior school to secondary school. And also, don't really need a big garden like most of my other friends because I've got the common at the back which I can just go out and play football on. So that's an advantage as well. Yeah, it's a brilliant wide open space, isn't it? Yeah. Right, right on the back here, isn't it? It's fantastic. Very good. And it's 15 minute walk into town, so everything's going for it, really. Exactly. This is the place to be. I'm the fool because I live in suburbia. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, Josie, what about yourself? Um, it's just the same, really. Like, it's quite easy to get everywhere. Like, just walk into town and there's the co-op right around the corner. So, and, yeah, a lot of our friends live close by because we've all gone to the same junior and infant schools. So. So there's nothing bad. Come on, you've got to give me something. Something. What is there anything? Parents are bad. <laughs> okay. Yeah, but you've got to live with them for a while, haven't you? You know. And someone's going to say, "Get a job in a minute." So you know. <laughs> so there we go. After all the the eulogising and all the the praise, the sickening praise that's been steeped upon the West End of Lincoln uh, throughout the uh, throughout the program, I think that's a very grounding thought that. Uh, in the West End, teenagers are annoyed by their parents just like anybody else in the, in the city, in the county, and indeed in the country. Um, Johnny, I, I can't help but think, a lot, of people, a lot of the time people have been talking about the West End, and I'm digging, I'm really digging and fighting. You know, <laughs> you know I really like the West End, but we've got to do something. And I, isn't it, people say it's location to town and then also the countryside. Isn't that just because Lincoln's quite small? Um. Oh yeah, it is. I guess. Yes. But it's, it's just it's just in the perfect position though. You've got both of those things really, really nearby, and it means. I mean, as the teenagers said there, what they were kind of alluding to is the fact that they have independence, and kids in the suburbs don't have independence. They're reliant on you know the mum and dad taxi service, which we we hear so much about, and in greetings cards and so on. Um, <laughs> really? Which, yeah, do you get? Do you, you get when, those it, cards? when it comes to Mother's Day, Father's Day, you get the, the mum and dad taxi service cards. Oh, but yeah, of course, yeah, yeah. The idea that cards, parents yeah. have to drive their kids everywhere because they they can't get there on their own. But uh, you know, West End kids can be independent. I'm looking forward to the time when my my child. Uh, he's only 14 weeks old now. I'm not trying to offload him quickly, <laughs> yeah, but I'm, get, I'm, get I, I look forward to the idea that she will be able to be independent. And you'll be able to do that because you'll still live in the West End. Absolutely. Uh, I have no intention of leaving. Unless, you, unless you've climbed that hill to uh, living next to well, the cathedral, yeah, of yeah. course. Unless I win, win the, the lottery or something. Is there a, don't do well, Ronnie. Well, Ronnie, Johnny, we've got a couple of minutes here. It's always Lincoln, isn't it? I mean, you're never going to move out of Lincoln, you, are you? I, yeah, probably not. I no, know. no. I don't, I'm sorry to spring that on you. We've never talked about this before. We but no, no, you know, no. We might as well do it live on the radio, haven't we? Yeah. Well, you know, I'd, I'd, live, I'd live in, you know, a big city, London or New York. Somewhere mm-hmm. like that, if I could afford to do it properly, you know, in a really nice house, really close to the middle. But, you know, given that a house like what I've got in the centre of London would be like five, ten million quid. So that ain't going to happen. OK, OK. Well, you never know. I mean, the next email we answer might be someone uh, from uh, a big radio corporation in America wanting to buy up the Lincoln A to Z rights for Lincoln, Nebraska. Well, you never know. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. OK, right. <laughs> we are for sale. Let it be known. Lincoln A to Z. OK, that's it. That's the end of the programme. Thanks to uh, everyone uh, involved uh, today. Johnny, let's look forward to to next week. Where are we, we going to be for our last programme of Series 3 of Lincoln A to Z? Okay, next week we are in uh, grid reference AB3, which is Newland, also including uh, Brayford Wharf North, a little bit of Car Home Road, not far from where we've been tonight, actually. 
Okay, well, yeah, it's, it's dangerously close. Um, uh, the the producers in us uh, would have changed that, wouldn't they? <laughs> but sometimes we need, sometimes as we're finding with this program, sometimes we need to go where is necessary, uh, where will allow us, where will take us. Uh, we we kind of flow freely with it, don't we? It's not it's not too convoluted in in that respect. It is in every other respect. Uh, so thank you very much for listening. Thanks to everyone involved. Thanks to Simon. Uh, thanks to uh, Grace, Nigel, Ted, Josie, uh, and of course uh, Joe Hughes uh, from the Lincolnshire Archive. And uh, if you know anything about Newland, AB3, A, big A, little B3, uh, one of our little city centre grids, uh, then do get in touch and uh, keep, keep your eye on the social media as well because we're going to be uh, putting out our next batch of grids uh, where we're going to be going in the new year uh, as we look forward to completing, finally completing Lincoln A to Z.